This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupan's Markets. Chris, this is the week, this Saturday, free pizza dough on Pi Day. Oh, P.I. Day. Yeah, Pi Day. Fantastic. Yeah. And with what a, better than pizza? Huh. I, I Weekends are for pizza, or pizza is for weekends. I don't know. You can look at it either way. Uh, but anyway, free pizza dough on Pi Day with a $20 purchase. Pi being March for It's the 314. Do you make your own pizza? I, I, I do, actually. I just got a pizza stone. Fantastic. And we often will just go to Zupan's. You can go into a certain area. They'll have the pizza dough ready there for you. They'll have the sauce. They'll have the mozzarella. They'll have the fixins. You're good to go. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. Good to know. And then, of course, coming up is Eastern Passover. They have live online ordering March 11th. So you can get your brunch appetizers, Snake River Farms, Kurabuda ham, American lamb. Lamb is great for uh, for Easter. Desserts, and their desserts are fantastic. We just mentioned pizza pie. Oh, yeah. I have some great pies for dessert, too. And do, do yourself a favor and take it easy for Passover or Easter and let Zupans help you out. Uh, coming up, uh, in terms of events happening at your local Zupans, Wine 101, Southern Italy at the Lake Oswego location. This happening March 21st from 12 to 1.30. You can discover all the great wines of Southern Italy. That is, uh, that's a tasty thing. Mm-hmm. And also, while you're doing that, afterwards, not while you're doing it, but the next day, Cheeses of Spain at the Burnside location, March 22nd at 2 o'clock. Take a tour of Spain. Go to Zupan's with Cheesemonger Evan. Uh, and then? The following week, uh, you've got the floral design and wine. I think this one's pretty popular. Bulbs, branches, and blooms happening at the Burnside location, March 29th from 2 to 4. Uh, they'll teach you how to create a beautiful floral arrangement uh, with their uh, talented floral design team, as well as uh, you'll enjoy wine and hors d'oeuvres while you're doing all that. And if you're like me, you just want to check out the floral department at all the Zupan oh, locations yeah. because it's not only are there great flesh, fresh flowers for mm-hmm. an occasion, but there's some really cool longer-term plants oh, yeah. there, too. So yep, uh, they know their stuff. They do. Zupans. Three locations, Lake Oswego, McAdam, East Burnside, and always where? Zupans.com. All right, time once again, Portland's Food Scene Podcast. It's right at the fork for another week on this International Women's Day. We Okay, so we celebrate International Women's Day. Yesterday, actually, when we're recording this. Right, but we've, but we've kind of extended it for the entire month. Right. As we uh, feature a lot of the great women, chefs, women here in the Portland food scene. Well, we started talking to a couple of uh, Portland Trailblazer private chefs. Yeah. And they happen to be women. And we thought, well, there's a... There's a good way to celebrate the power of women. I mean, the, the face of the Portland Trailblazers are a bunch of guys running on the court. Right. And these are the, these are the women that keep them happy and nourished and uh, do a great job doing it. And it's actually what I find very interesting or I, in thinking about it is we've got this wonderful Portland food world here, but they're operating on a different, in, a, in a completely different universe. Right. So yeah. in, in other words, so when... Kiara gets here, Chef Killer, mm-hmm. uh, Killer, Killa is the way you would say it. Kitchen Killer. Yeah. Kitchen Killer. So um, today we have Kiara Hardy, who's the private chef to Hassan Whiteside. Yeah. Um, so he was traded here last year, and so she was traded here too with her. And along with her came her partner, Crystal Mathis, whose company is? Press Release Marketing. Press Release Marketing. So she not only does... Uh, Kiara do, not only is she the private chef for Hassan, but she has her own catering company that operates here in Portland and elsewhere. She comes from Florida. Yeah. So um, it was really interesting to meet her. And we have on next week, Alexia Grant, um, who happens to be Carmelo Anthony's private chef, two players who arrived here in the last year. And so what happens is these, these women have to get into Portland and start cooking without knowing anything. Figure out how to, how to, yeah, and how to, how to source lo- locally as best they can. Right. Fi- and find out what's available to them. We're a city of wonderful resources, yeah. but when they get here, there's really no one to say, hey. Right. And, what you do. And on a full di- disclosure note, but an interesting note, nonetheless, both of them uh, happened upon Zupans mm-hmm. 
and found that to be a great resource to get going, and they're oh, yeah. still using them as a great resource. Yep. So um, anyway, it's an interesting it's an interesting aspect of the business. In some cases, they have to be very private and not talk about their clients, and uh, they have. To, there's a lot that more that goes on to being a private chef for an NBA player than one would think, right. and that's why it's interesting to listen to this particular podcast and the next in our Women's Month here on Right at the Fork. Right at the Fork is brought to you by the Toro Bravo Inc. Restaurant Group. Serving Portland since 2007 at Toro Bravo, Mediterranean Exploration Company, Tasty and Alder, Tasty and Daughters, Shalom Y'all, Bless Your Heart Burgers, and Gastronomic Society and Event Space, Plaza del Toro. For restaurant and event information, visit torobravoinc.com. Zupan's Markets, inspiring you with the best in food and wine. Local, family-owned Zupan's Markets provides a unique grocery shopping experience for Portland food lovers. Excellent products sourced locally and from around the globe with delicious chef-prepared meals for your convenience on West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Visit Zupans.com and sign up for your exclusive deals and promotional offers. Ringside Hospitality Group. Owned by the Peterson family for 75 years, Ringside Steakhouse has long been a Portland landmark. Famous for its steaks, world-renowned onion rings, and unsurpassed service. And now, with extended happy hours, where you can enjoy a wide array of dishes on the bar menu for half off. Visit ringsidesteakhouse.com and make a reservation today. And by Portland Food Adventures. Join right at the Four Coast Chris Angeles for once-in-a-lifetime luxury food and wine vacations with his Portland chef and artisan friends in 2020. Urdaneta's Javier Quinteras takes you to magical Spanish Basque Country for 10 days in April or explore beautiful and rustic western Sicily in October. Contact Chris Angeles through portlandfoodadventures.com. We've been talking about the Portland food scene for seven years, but you're not really the Portland food scene. <laughs> you're, a, you're, a, you're in the food industry. Right. You're a chef, right. but you operate ex- totally outside of everything that we talk about, except for the fact that after a little while, two things. Mm-hmm. After a little while, you get to know what's going on out there because right. you are a chef and you appreciate great food. For sure. So we, we helped introduce you to uh, Eric Van Clay and Arden wine bar the mm-hmm. other day mm-hmm. so that was did you have a good time i enjoyed it so much great people great food good it but was the really, welcome really drink <laughs> i dreamed about for days <laughs> that's great well i don't know about you but the uh the crab and that the the pig and blanket for yes, me that was so, a good one the tartare was my favorite there you go but i think what's interesting though is that ultimately i think um we are a part of the portland food scene because not only do i cook for probably one of the most notable people in portland um but ideally we want i want to be able to do pop-ups here Uh, pop-ups are a part of my brand that we do them probably three to four times a year so i would love to be able to expand that and do it in portland too well since we've met we've Mm -hmm. been talking about that so we can Try to help assist, or you may yeah. be you have a lot of connections now. You can oh. make it happen too. Yeah, so, we um, love to. It was your your pop up was incredible. We had a good time. Um, Crystal, really, really, you know, we always when we go to events, whether they're food related or not, we always kind of dissect them because events are, is what we do. Oh, cool! I'd like so, to hear this. <laughs> so we, you know, we looked at you know from like she said from the welcome drink, you know, to the the place cards and and the assigned seating. Um, the service was great. Um, there was no shortage of, of, of food and wine and those things. So I thought, you know, and, and we sat at an incredible table. I don't know what the other table was doing, but we had so much fun so, and nobody wanted to leave. And, and that's always a sign of an incredible event when people want to linger after. I appreciate that. So not to get into Portland food adventures too much. <laughs> I never mind that. But the point is the assigned seating for me was really important because I can't stand walking into an event and uh, you might be late, you might be early, right. uh, we're going to sit now, I don't know if you want to sit over there. Yeah. So I like to take, for my events that people are paying for, I like to take responsibility for that. So you, it was not by accident you were sitting where you were sitting. <laughs> yeah. No, it, there wasn't. I, I mean, I know 
a certain percentage of people coming each time. So I'll right. the people that I don't know, I'll do my best. I even go by names. Mm-hmm. So I think if it's a Jennifer, you're probably dealing with someone in their forties. <laughs> so I mean, I, I do my best. That's some deep thought. <laughs> yeah, but I. It, so before you came, mm-hmm. so I'm not a chef. I don't do any of the cooking or anything. But it took me over a half hour to place forty seats to make sure that it was right. Right. And then, of course, our friend Carrie shows up and moves my girlfriend to the other side <laughs> of the table. Right. And that, right. you know, she's a guest, so you can't get pissed. But right. on the other hand, it's like, okay. Carrie's like, I want to sit here. Well, yeah, I can't so, even get mad, Chris, because I was like, Carrie, I haven't spoken to you all week. You got to sit right here. It was, it was, oh, it was your it doing. Was me. It, it was me. Oh. I provoked it. Well, just so you know, so, you know, people have done know. that before and they'll take a married couple. It's okay if it's me. Me, right? right, Renee and I don't have to sit next to each other, but right. they'll take a married couple who paid to come to the event, <laughs> and they'll start moving gift, it was uh, place cards around. That's right. hilarious. And I let's, know better, because I do events. Right, right, right. Let's, right. let's end this podcast right now. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so no, I, I take great pains, and how did you like the angle of the gift cards afterwards? We should have given a private dinner with Hassan. Right in, in the envelope would have been nice. If that would have been nice. Up. Yeah, that would have been nice. Um, it was great. Um, Crystal, when we looked through them, Crystal was like, "Oh my gosh, we got." So we started scheduling when we're going to these places. So it's three more dates you get to go on, or four. Indeed. Actually, you get to go back to Arden. Indeed, we went to Fifty Licks last night without the gift card. Yeah, <laughs> we just went because because Eric said. As a chef, this is the smooth. This is smooth. I won't mention the competitor that he compared it to, uh. but he said it was great. So, for my son's birthday, four of us went last night. For awesome! It. So Very fifty cool. licks. So, how has it been discovering this Portland food scene for you? Before we talk about what you do, and no, it's been fun. It's been fun. Um, before we got here, we were already told, "Hey, it's a it's a foodie town. You're gonna love it. It's lots of cool stuff." Um, so I've been loving, you know, the endless supply of Dungeness crab, which <laughs> <laughs> seems it, like it's it practically endless? free everywhere. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's not free. No, I know, but it, compared so... compared to our market in South Florida, it's it's like a sixty percent pricing. Uh, in decrease right, than what the, we're accustomed to in South Florida. You get different crab there. That's yeah, yeah, you know, but it's still you know. I, I love Dungeons Crab. It's always been my favorite, so I'm excited to see it everywhere. You should have come with us. Uh, we went to the Mac Club, so we had Philippe Below, mm-hmm. who's going to be on this podcast soon, uh, who's the chef there who invited us to their annual crab best. Oh my! Oh. So we had all the crab we could handle. Oh my gosh. Uh, the other night. Yeah, so I'm jealous. <laughs> they, they did tell us. I brought that up because they did tell us that a couple of years ago, they bought out all the crab available in a particular week in wow. Portland. That there was no other crab anybody wow. to, to buy. So wow. anyway, yeah, that's I love your, it. That's your dream. Yeah, for sure. For I'm sure. Lo- I'm more of a lobster person, though. I love the crab. Yeah. And I really like when it's free, like when you don't, pay, <laughs> because then I don't have to pick every last little bit of it. Right, if right, right. If it's all you can eat, then right. I'll go for the big chunks. Yeah. Right. But lobster to me, yeah. I don't know. How yeah. do you feel about that? No, I, I love lobster. I think when done well, you know, not overcooked and uh, done with flavor, I think it's really good. But I think crab is definitely my favorite. Good. Well, then this was a mo- good move for you. Yeah, yeah. For where sure. was where was Hassan traded from? So you're at the mercy of the NBA. <laughs> certainly, certainly. He was traded from the Miami Heat. Um, so I was a chef in South Florida. I live in Fort Lauderdale. I, well, I lived in Florida, Fort Lauderdale, um, and he was living in Miami Beach. So I was kind of, you know, driving. It's an hour drive or so every day to cook for him um, while he was with Miami. And then when he got traded here. Um, you know, the conversation was like, hey, chef, I like you. <laughs> I think you like me, too. So let's let's make sure that I don't have to go find a new chef in Portland. And I was like, let's oh, do so it. That was a, that wasn't it wasn't a given that you were coming. You no, I, don't, I don't think anybody's job is a given anytime. You well, know, but yeah, but if he <laughs> but if he does, lo- if he, in fact, does love your cooking, mm-hmm. he's not going to want to. Start with an unknown in another yeah, market. That's what we would hope. But I think when you look at not just athletes, but people of a certain uh, financial status, right, they want, vi- they want are, variety. They're you of know? a certain financial status, basketball yeah, players? They certainly are. Um, you know, they want variety. And if you can afford to switch up your private chefs every six months, every year, every two years, which I've seen lots of high network people do, then you do. So, you know, as a personal chef, we can only hope that I'm doing what you like, um, that I'm keeping it fresh 
And, you know, that it's something that you say, hey, regardless of what she's cooking, I want to make sure this is my chef. And if I need something different, I tell her. Or if you want to go explore different ideas or different cuisines, then we kind of do that together and say, all right, I want to start doing some Asian stuff or I want to do more Mediterranean stuff. Um, but, but it's very common that people just start swapping chefs out left and right. Um, so I'm lucky. I'm blessed that he he wanted to bring me with him because, like you said, Portland's a foodie place and there's no shortage of chefs here that he could have chosen from. Well, yeah, it's a lot of the good ones are working, but he could, <laughs> he could get them too. again. Yeah, probably yeah. get a few to say, uh, well, that's something we've all been talking about. And too. I think, you know, one of the things that's so important in the private chef world, Chris, is it becomes about way more than just food. So uh-huh. while you can get a chef anywhere, I think Hassan realized that the relationship that he built with a chef, Kiara Hardy, was one that he didn't want to let go just because things changed with his contract. I would imagine that's a big part of it. It's a huge it's part a, of it. It's the vibe, too. And let's face it, he's he's got you in his house, so he has <laughs> to he has to like you to be there. For exactly. sure. And trust you impeccably because there are a lot of people, you know, celebrities, that, you know, everybody, you don't know what everybody's after. So trusting you, I think it's a big issue when, you know, going to a new city. Why would you want to start with someone you don't necessarily know? The food could be great. You know, you could, he could find some great chef at a great restaurant. And I was asked about it and I thought of some great chefs when we were looking for somebody else. Um, who might want to leave the restaurant for a little sabbatical for six months to, right. to work with a, a blazer. Right, yeah. So um, so I think that is as important. But let's talk a little bit about you becoming a great enough chef to make food that he or anybody wants to keep coming. So <laughs> where, where did you uh, where did you cut your teeth and um, how did you learn to cook lobster properly? <laughs> well, I, I uh, probably took a, a non-traditional trajectory to personal chefing or to just to chefing in general. Um, I started my my life really working retail and grocery. I loved food. Um, I cooked at home all the time. Um, and after about 10 years of just kind of you know, figuring out grocery and retail. I did very well. By the time I was done in in grocery, I was a multi-unit district manager. I was, you know, running multiple stores, making decent money. But at the end of every day, I'd spend 10 or 12 hours working and then I'd go to that final store and grocery shop and take my time and then go home and cook and just kind of relax. And that was my decompressing at the end of every day. And it's kind of... um, you know, kind of cliche, but I was literally sitting on the sofa one day and watching a commercial for the Art Institute. And it was like right before my 30th birthday. And I said, oh, I don't want to do this That's already occurred? It has. <laughs> it has. It has. And I was like, gosh, I want to I want to cook. But more than cook, I want to kind of learn the fundamentals of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want to I want to get some knowledge behind the passion that I have. cooking and so I kind of started all over and went to culinary school I got my first cooking job I was making like ten dollars an hour and I just kind of you know put my head down and and cooked and um, luckily because I had so much background in grocery and retail managing staff and that kind of stuff the place where I started to work they had no control over their ordering and their budget and you know, managing their staff and scheduling and all those things. And that was stuff I knew how to do from my previous um, career. Uh, So suddenly, you know, even though I was a brand new cook, I was the kitchen manager, (laughs) like within six months. Um, So then my cooking had to catch up, you know, with with the other things I could do. So I just studied and studied and practiced at home and cooked for anybody who would let me cook for them just to keep practicing. Um, And I knew right away that I didn't want to do restaurant cooking. I didn't want the monotony of restaurants. I thought restaurants were really cool. But for me, I knew I needed to be fresh every day. I needed the excitement of of cooking something different. So I knew I wanted to go into personal chef, private chef work um, and catering and things like that. How long ago was that? That was about six years ago. I always marvel at how quickly these. And that's why I, I say I think it's, back to six years ago. Yeah. I, I was doing what I was doing last <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I say it's not a traditional, you know, trajectory because a lot of chefs that I respect, you know, they started as dishwashers. They were fifteen, and they did, you know, they worked their way up. And I think that's an awesome way to learn. Certainly, um, you know, but everybody has a different road, you know, and a different track to take. And this just happens to be mine. So I'm super grateful for the, you know, the process. And, um, you know, I, I think there's a long ways to go, you know? Well, you got, it's kind of exciting to think about, you know, where you are now. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I mean, you're hanging around with, 
not only Hassan, but you know, Dave, Dame, and you know all these cool people. They're and, cool guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to think of you know, you're, I get you're to on, hang out with you too, Chris. <laughs> and you're pretty cool. That's, that's the downside to all of it. That's that's the balancing the great stuff. So, but it, but you have a cool future in front of you for sure. Um, and so now you're uh, you know you've accomplished a lot. What what was the moment where you got you know into was it was Hassan your first private chef gig with an NBA player or um so uh, for probably about a year leading up to when I met Hassan I had been doing some pretty elite clientele in South Florida doing but short things like weekend birthday party you know like guys would come to Miami and spend their week their birthday weekend and I take care of them and their friends for you know Friday Saturday Sunday breakfast lunch and dinner um, and then not just athletes but you know doctors lawyers whoever you know people who want the convenience of a yeah yeah we did. but how do you get those gigs <laughs> well, right off the bat is it Crystal who was helping you with this so so <laughs> crystal crystal folded in um i brought on crystal's company um, folded, folded that's a chef yeah, that's a chef burn. it is we folded <laughs> meringue <laughs> it is a chef turn um crystal and i met probably around that time that my business started to kind of take off for sure um i was doing smaller things and you know she crystal runs a marketing company and um we just kind of started talking about where my business could go and initially I was doing these little pop-up dinners and I was hosting them at my house and I was selling tickets to people come come to my home. How much were the tickets? Like 50 bucks. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was giving them, I was going in, I was giving them like five courses, um, but I didn't have a host. I didn't have anything. It was just like- place cards. I didn't no, have place cards. I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have coupons. <laughs> <laughs> I had none of that. I had, I had two eight foot tables spread out in my house and I was sitting people down as many as I could. Um, and then that I kind of grew, I outgrew it. Um, and I met Crystal because she was hosting an event and I went to check her out and I was like, yeah, that's the host I need. And then once we sat down and met, uh, we realized, oh, well, she does more than hosting. She has a whole marketing company. Um, so we started talking about brand development and exposure and things like that. And so at that point, that's kind of where my business started to take off. So as I began to cook for, you know, people like Andrew Gillum and Tony Robbins and, and some really high profile people in South Florida, um, you know, she taught T- me Tony how to. Robbins? Yeah. yeah. What was that like? <laughs> it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Are you cool. allowed to say whether he's really a nice guy or kind of not? He was a great client, is what I'll say. Okay. Yeah, he was a great client. It was, in, and he has a beautiful home yeah. in South Florida. I've always thought he looks like he's a little taken with himself. I mean, anybody <laughs> with anybody with a lot of money. But you got to be self assured to be able to talk other people into being their best, right? Right. But there's a, a difference. There's yeah. a difference in self insured and a. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah. But, so that's cool. Yeah, for that, sure. That, for sure. So to do that in short time, that's pretty cool because well, I mean, a lot of people struggle, struggle, struggle and yeah. go from one place to the other and they're not yeah, anywhere. There, you, there's, there's a bit of luck in that and there is also some preparation. Um, you know, I always knew where I wanted to go. My end game for me was having a high net worth, a high net worth um, client. Uh, that was the I end game for me. I need to get that into my into my mindset. Just yeah. high net worth. Yeah, it doesn't for matter. something yeah. for me. <laughs> for, sure. for me, I need to have that as a That's goal. That's what I wanted to do. So everything I did was in preparation for that. And even before I had that client, when Crystal and I first started, she had she has a huge social media following. So I just would cook for her. You know, as I was in between people, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to cook for you one because I know you're going to show me off to all your folks, and that's going to widen my br- my 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 um your reach my reach. But also, I need to practice, you know, and I know that you will eat pretty much everything that I make. So when I wanted, when I did a week of vegan, I did a week of gluten free, I did, you know, a week of pescatarian. She was kind of my my test dummy, <laughs> you know what I mean? So you know, it's a lot of pres- preparation and being ready for that kind of stuff. So when it comes, you can you can produce. All right, so that's awesome, and I you're you're a, you have a business partnership, or it's a client. Yeah, yeah, she's the love of my life, but I'm also her client, (laughs) and my company pays her company every month on time. (laughs) So so when we when we come back, because we take a little break, I want to talk about what dish it was when you decided you were in love. (laughs) We'll be right back. All right. Hey, Chris, let's talk about Toro Bravo, Inc., the great restaurant group right here in Portland. Right, which also includes Toro Bravo. Toro Bravo, Tasty and Daughters, Tasty and Alder, 
Uh, you've got the Mediterranean Exploration Company. I've got reservations for that at the end of the month. I'm excited. Shalom, y'all. Bless your heart burgers and... Plaza del Toro. Yeah, you were so, just there last night. Yeah, so um, anyone who's familiar, the uh, Plaza del Toro is a beautiful restaurant space. It used to be on the east side. They just opened up the new location in the Pearl, which is, for those of you who have been here a while, you might remember the old Trader Vic space. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went, uh, not only their opening party on Thursday night, um, it's a gigantic space. It's, it accommodates a lot of people, so yeah. it's great for weddings and so forth and um, uh, local collaboration dinners. Big corporate parties. Big corporate parties. But I went last night. They did their first. I Actually, I thought it was their first, but it wasn't. They had done. They snuck one in. They're so busy mm. over there. They snuck one in. But it was. Uh, they brought over Juanjo from uh, Juanjo Canals from Madrid. Uh, from Connemore oh, nice. to do a, a, a dinner. Um, and they they uh, indicated there was an intimate dinner with Juanjo Canals, and it was. It was 20 people oh, wow. in a space that usually accommodates at a dinner like that, 60, 80. And you know it's going to be well done when it's one of John Gorham's restaurants, John and Renee Gorham's restaurants and right. their whole team. Yeah, uh, You know it's going to be a great event. So last night was delicious. I really enjoyed everything. And their hospitality is second to none. We know the food is great. So pretty much, no matter what your dining occasion is going to be, Toro Bravo Inc. Scotch covered. Yeah, go there and oh, make sure you're on their news from the bullring mm-hmm. email list, and then you're going to find out about these dinners, and you're going to find out about what's going on, and you can make reservations at many of Toro Bravo Inc. restaurants now, which a, a couple of years ago you couldn't have a right. year ago. Just v- very nice and convenient. ToroBravoInc.com is the website where you can get signed up for all of that. So um, we're back with Kiara Hardy, personal chef to Hassan Whiteside, and Crystal Mathis, who, what's the name of your company? We didn't, uh, press Release Marketing. Uh, press Release Marketing. And where do people find both of you? Because as a publicist, is that what you call yourself? Well, actually, I just do marketing. I mean, you know... It spills over. It becomes like a byproduct of good marketing, but my focus is marketing. Okay. So, when, where do people find your company? Uh, you could just go online, justpressrelease.com. Okay. Yeah, That's easy a good website. Name. <laughs> well, but press release, to me, having come from the advertising world, that says publicist. Right. And then, where do people find you? Uh, so, my website, kitchenkiller.com, K I L L A, Kitchen Killer. Uh, Instagram is typically where people love to go. Uh, it's kitchen underscore killer, K I L L A. Um, you know, Facebook, Kitchen Killer Culinary Solutions. But typically, the website and Instagram is, is, is the way to go. All right. I want to get to the dish that I just mentioned a moment ago <laughs> before we went to the break. However, I don't remember. We, we had a nice dinner together. I don't know if I asked you this. Do you are you guys into uh, Larry David and Kirby Enthusiasm at all? No. Oh, so really. this is going to fall flat. Yeah, <laughs> I do know Kirby Enthusiasm. I love it. I've seen well, it once. There is an awesome episode, and it's probably my favorite of all of them, where he runs into a rapper at, named Crazy Eyes Killa. <laughs> and so, so Larry needs to find him, and he calls information to find K- Killa, and he can't figure out how to spell Killa. So he's like K I L L A H, and then eyes too is E Y S E Y Z. Anyway, yeah, yeah. So do you ever run into that? Just so I can make that relevant. I don't think so. I'm Not, trying to help. Yeah, so it's K I L L A. Just the A. Period. Period. That's it. So what was the dish, Crystal? Were you? I think um, I'm swooning over this woman. Yeah. So just to be clear, she would deliver food to my house Mm -hmm. every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be a work situation. But after a while, I felt like I was eating her love. (laughs) (laughs) Well, shouldn't that be the way with a chef anyway? Whether whether there's a real love connection or not. Yes, absolutely. But it was, you got to tell me, it was like a seafood boil. Yeah, it was like, like, it was a bouillon base. You know, it was... um, like a white wine bouillon base, I think, right. and, and I had uh, mussels and clams and scallops, and scallops in there with some green Lobster. beans and yeah. Making Just every note, note to self for <laughs> Renee bouillon base. Although I I've made her swoon with my white clam sauce yeah. on pizza. I mean, not on pizza. Pasta. 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 Well, I love it on pizza too. So that's oh, a big thing in New Haven. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
uh, where I come from. Um, so it was a bully base. Mm-hmm. And what do you consider your, what do you do best? Mm. What do I, I do I, best? So if, have you been on one of the TV? On a TV I have show? not, no. Oh, come on, that's got to happen. Yeah. We so, go back and forth because we don't want to leave Hassan. So it makes it a little bit of challenge. We so, like to stay right where we are are you with him all summer too and on the off season um in pieces so it depends on it you know if he's traveling if he's in miami if he's in north carolina if he's training then typically i'll go with him if he is in training mode um wherever he is and if he's looking for something consistent if he's on vacation like in spain or europe or wherever then no because he wants to go out and eat and do those things um but there are pockets of the summer where we are together um so it's kind of hard to schedule those things but you know, he's my priority in terms of scheduling in general. So we try to do things like like today around the NBA schedule. And, um, you know, the, the way the NBA schedule is, it provides plenty of space to do essential things. Um, so if, you know, something that in terms of TV comes up that fits in the schedule and it's not di- disruptive to me being available to him, then, you know, we're totally open to that. It, as I understand it, it would have to be a big chunk of time in the summer. That's what I understand. Because it's not one day. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, so yeah. it's usually more. So um, so my question was going to be, if you went on one of those shows mm-hmm. and you had to perform at your highest level and impress judges to no end, what would you, what would it mm. be? <clears throat> I think it'd have to be something similar to what I cooked for Crystal. It worked. Or, yeah. So I mean, if it makes somebody fall here. in love, then, you know, right. <laughs> how you're bad gonna, can it be, right? Have, Talk to us a little bit about your brand and, and your mantra of how you do all food. Yeah, so whatever that would be, whatever that dish would be, it'd probably be sophisticated comfort food. So even, uh, like, just recently I did a segment on uh, K2 TV, local channel 2 here. Um, I did a seafood pasta, but it was a white wine with a butter sauce um you know just a a basic pasta dish but just kind of turning it up a little bit making it sophisticated adding lobster and scallops and things like that and uh is that recipe at k2 it is are you going to provide that is it chef killer or kitchen killer I, I, yeah, we, we, <laughs> we can definitely get it. It's on the K2 website. Um, but but yeah, I can give you guys that for sure. That's my thing. Yeah. So I want to just add that to my clamps. For sure. Yeah. And it's it's an easy, I, I literally did it live in six minutes. So you, it's well, an easy key, dish. Yeah, the TV thing. Yeah, you but, be able to but do you know, most times on TV you can fake it and it's like, oh, and voila, here's my finished dish. Right. That's an easy one that is full of flavor. Um, you know, and if you do it right, it's great. It's quick, it's easy, and it's, it's great tasting. So when you go to a new city like Portland, we talked about this as well, and I'm, you know, I guess we're going to be a little incestuous here in <laughs> getting to an answer that is one of our sponsors. I think <laughs> you don't know anything. Right. So you literally show up in Portland. There have got to be people who can help you around a little bit, but you're the professional. Right. And you don't know where to source things. The day, if you get here on a Tuesday, right. you need to know by Wednesday how to source things. Literally, <laughs> when we got here, um, we flew in with Hassan, um, I want to say on a Thursday, and we got here at midnight that night, and I had breakfast i had to have breakfast ready at 8 a.m the next morning Mm -hmm. and it was my first time setting foot in portland so we had to find stories immediately yeah (laughs) immediately is is that a google thing or yeah i mean initially it's a google thing for sure but as we get to know people like you said you know carrie our realtor um you know friends of 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 the contractors and the wives of the contractors people who we just run into they tell us hey these are great places to shop these are great places to go uh zoo pants has been one of my favorite places um, to go, they their their specialty seafood and specialty meats. Uh, it's amazing. Um, so even after seeing some of the other places, that's always my my go back to store. We went there this morning to get ready. We got to you know go to Cat Two TV again today. Um, oh, you're just you're, they love you. Yeah, 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 love. yeah. We do. She it. actually has a monthly segment now up until. Um, Whenever, uh, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you never know. But yeah, yeah right yeah. now she she's booked as long as we're here. Oh, that's very cool. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. So yeah, Sue Pans is one of my favorites. How does sure. that compare to markets that you've been across the country? Great question. I'll answer that. Mm-hmm. I think um, you know a lot of times at home, 
we take for granted our, our, our superstars and, and our influencers. And, and so I think a lot of times in South Florida, it's her home, but they took for granted, you know, the, the caliber of woman that she is and what she brings to the culinary industry. So here in Portland, it's so much fun because people get excited about the same things we were doing in Florida. It was Miami Heat in Florida, you know, mm-hmm. um, uh, Andrew Gillum was running for for governor at that time and Tony Robbins like she's done some incredible things even in South Florida but being here in a new place there's so much appreciation for the shiny new chef in the area and and we love it yeah we absolutely love it for sure I love it um, because I think that one you know I'm a black female chef I'm a lesbian Um, you know I think it brings some diversity for sure Um, and it lets people know that we can do a number of things not just in restaurants but in a personal chef and catering Um, outside of cooking for Hassan my, my catering company we do luxury weddings we do corporate events I mean, we've cooked for Adidas and American Express up to 1,500 people at a time. So, you know, I think that being on podcasts like yours here in Portland, you know, being on Reaching Casey, millions upon millions. <laughs> exactly. You know, I think it's an incredible opportunity just to show that there's so much diversity in the culinary world. Um, so I love the opportunity. I'm excited. I'm grateful for it. So what I was getting at, and I want to talk a little bit more about being a private chef to uh, to Hassan and mm-hmm. Blazers, but... Uh, when I moved here from the East Coast, what shocked me was the quality. I, you were yeah. talking about zoo pens, mm-hmm. but of the ingredients. So we have the farmer's markets yeah. here, which you wouldn't have known on Friday when you had to make breakfast. But right. you'll figure that out every time. <laughs> but the quality of the grocery stores, the choices, you know, most people in Portland don't have one grocery store. When I lived in Connecticut, it was stop and shop, and that was it. Right. But you come out here, and it's... Like restaurants, it's, oh, I'll go here for that. And here yeah. For that. How did 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 you notice that off? The <laughs> yeah, back? right away, right away. Um, there's several stores that I go to on a daily basis. You go to certain stores for the basics, and then when you want elevated things, you go to other stores. Or when you want produce, you go to other stores. So definitely, and um, oh, we did tons of farmers market. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean the farmers markets are so much fun for me um, because I love the small business component. You know, I like those specialty honeys and. Um, think the barbecue sauces that you get and and the people that you meet um it, it's amazing it's it, it's totally it, it's the nucleus of what has happened in Portland if you look at a lot of chefs that have gone and a lot of food companies mm-hmm. that have started I mean we just had an episode of Dave's Killer Bread he right. started yeah. at the Portland Farmers Market over mm-hmm. here handing out bread with a little butter on it right and he's huge yeah he's like. He's not even in the business anymore. <laughs> He's now collecting African art. That's right. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. Saw so, that. but but we have plenty. We have uh, Marshall's hot sauce that started there, and mm-hmm. chefs. That's when I first got into this. You could go down and see every chef, not every, but many, at the Portland Farmers Market sourcing for the week. It was really cool thing that had nothing to do with the East Coast. Yeah, correct. So, all right. So let's go into. Actually, when we come back, let's talk a little bit about what what some of the great things about being a private chef to a sports celebrity are, and what <laughs> some of the, not necessarily personal things with Hassan, but what some of the tougher things are. For sure. Uh, you know, for your day-to-day and long-term okay. career. Cool. Hey, Chris, let's pause here a moment, talk about Ringside Steakhouse, and maybe more specific, it is Portland Dining Month in the month of March, and uh, Ringside has a great offering for 33 bucks. Yeah, so you want to, on on a value basis, yeah. put Ringside right at the top of your list. Yeah, we're talking first course, your choice of either baked onion soup, which you're a fan of. Oh, God, that's great. If you're not in a soup mood, you go with the mixed green salad. Second course, their tender steak medallions, along with garlic mashed potato and a red wine demi-gloss. And you might you might even want to upgrade to their lobster mashed oh. potatoes while you're out. If it's, you're me, it's going to be such a good value anyway. Yeah, if you're me, you already have. Right. And then, of course, third course, creme brulee with their classic Madagascar vanilla bean. You know what? I'm not a huge creme brulee fan, but I've learned to love it at ringside. Oh, it's always perfect. Yeah, it's really, it's really special. It's very light, nice yep. crunch on top of it. So that's fantastic, too. And, of course, we've always said best steaks in town, some of the best sides, and, of course, service oh, inside. Yeah. But um, they, you have to look at their new happy hour, which is Monday through Saturday, late if you're a late eater, 9.30 to close. Sunday from 4 to 5, and then 9.30 to close also. 
but they have a fantastic menu then. And then also they have a bar menu that's offered all night in the lounge only, but for the first hour that they're open and during happy hour, you can get the bar menu at half price. So if you take a look at a lot of the great items there, um, that can be a fun way to do it. So go with a friend and order about 10 different things and eat like crazy. I've said this before. I'll say it again. The hamburger off of the bar menu is like the best burger, one of the best burgers in town. Right. $8 yeah. at the half price. Yep. Oh, this can't be beat. Ringside Steakhouse is where you can make those reservations. I would recommend you do it. Chris would too. Right. But that you, you don't want to walk up to Ringside Steakhouse. No. You can. You can go to ringsidesteakhouse.com. All right, we're back with Kiara Hardy and Crystal Mathis talking uh, a little bit on a, on a different plane in the Portland food, food world right now. Really cool. We have had nothing to do with the Trailblazers on this podcast for years. Really? Well, I mean, it's not a sports podcast, so yeah. <laughs> so in or, you know now it, I didn't really even think about how they ate too much. <laughs> and we're friends mm-hmm. with several chefs that cook for Blazers. Players. Right. They would love to talk about food. Well, we have we have Lex on next week. Okay, good. Too. So, um, you know, we 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 met a few of you in mm-hmm. yeah. one shot, and so that's pretty awesome. So, the interesting thing is, you don't know how long you're going to be in Portland. That could end tomorrow. Well, not necessarily tomorrow. Well, but no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, on any given day or yeah. any given year, yeah, there could be a trade. For sure, for sure. Right, so I'm not. It's, it's has. It's not a statement on Hassan's yeah, no, no, playing no. ability at all. But just in terms of your security, Our lives, yeah. yeah, your lives. You yeah. don't know. So. Yeah, I mean, well, as as do some jobs. You know, he works under contract, um, and right now he'll be a free agent at the end of this season. So he could very well resign with the Trailblazers. He could sign with other another team. Um, but you know, it's the joy and you know kind of the downside of you just don't know but I mean I'm young and I want to see the world and if I get to be able to see the world via something that I do for a living that I love then you know who can complain you know yeah no I I, but it's it's a little tough you're you can't even go to your employer And say, what does it look like? You know, in November, are we going to be here? here? We have no idea. Yeah, you got to you got to go by the sports pages yeah. to see what's going on. So. We we have some conversations, but ultimately, you know, you you just don't know. There's so many different variables with that. So it could be one thing one day, and something totally different the next day. So for me, I know, you know, for him as a man, for him as a professional, you know, that there are lots of things weighing on him. He has lots of things to think about. So me asking him 35 questions about where he's going to be is like. It no, doesn't you, make sense. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just saying you have, to, you have to sit with that as a reality. For sure. You know, For sure. I didn't yeah. mean you were going to go say, hey, yeah, no. can you tell us? <laughs> Where are we going? <laughs> what are we What's doing? Next? <laughs> but that leads to, you know, you. so you know when the Blazers are in town and when they're not in town. So right. you could you could schedule this podcast looking at the Blazers schedule. Yeah, come in correct. When they're out of town. Yeah. But there are days when they're in town. And I would imagine, so... Uh, describe a typical day a week or like a couple of day period when the game is so it's Tuesday right. and the game the next game is locally in Thursday what does that three day period look like for you so a homestand uh, which is what we would call it right? right when they're home when there's a homestand a homestand basically they still have to go to practice uh, there's still typically treatment so if there's any injuries lingering or just things you know you want to get massages and things like that he spends lots of time at the arena so for me it's uh, breakfast in the morning um, what do you, you make know, for breakfast oh, it depends he loves oatmeal so I do variations of Hey, I can be a, a blazer <laughs> chef. You could. You could if you could do oatmeal, but I mean I make I make a damn good oatmeal. So okay. you know, you just can't throw right. it in the microwave. Right. <laughs> so he likes oatmeal. Um he loves this um breakfast pizza that I do. Um, you know, we do like an a whole wheat uh a whole wheat uh, crust. Um, and then I do like bacon or prosciutto um with a sunny side egg on top. Um, scallions, tomatoes, that kind of stuff. Um, his favorite breakfast go-to is just an omelet. Really, it's an egg white omelet, broccoli, jalapenos, and bacon um, with home fried potatoes. 
Nice. Nice and easy. Um, so we rotate between those things and some other things too. But, uh, you know, we kind of stick with those for the most part on days that we know he's going to be here because he's not always here. So he wants something that he knows he likes. And when we are here for extended periods of time, then I kind of try different things. And we spend the off season practicing different recipes too. So what about game day? Is he home for dinner? So, yeah, but dinner is after the game. So it's usually a late, like, 11 p.m., 11.30 dinner. And so a couple of things there. Mm-hmm. So is it lunch, then, as a big meal on game day that you're making? And are, get this in before I forget. Tell me. Are you cooking with his physical um, well-being in mind all the time? Or if he says, I want a greasy cheeseburger, <laughs> is that part? You already know what he yeah. needs and what he wants. Yeah, for sure. I, it's a part of my job to know what he needs and what he's going to need to perform well, even if he doesn't always want it. And so that might be... Oh, you, so you get to play mommy. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but mostly it's not so much mommy as it is chef, you know, right. and it's, hey, my job is to make sure that I'm fueling you um, so that you can perform appropriately. And that, you know, and he's a young guy. He likes food. He likes uh, Southern food. He's a, you know, he's from North Carolina. So he likes barbecue. He likes fried stuff. He likes fried fish. And so my job is to find the things that he likes and try to turn it into something healthy or just make sure that we do it sparingly. So, you know, one of his favorite things to eat is a fried fish sandwich. Um, so I've been air frying that fish. You know, we're not, mm-hmm. we're not dipping in grease every time. If we air fry it and he gets the same feel, the same nostalgia from eating his favorite piece of fried fish. Um, and it keeps it healthy, you know, less oil, less breading, all that stuff. Um, Can I ask if you've been to Yonder yet and have their fried fish sandwich? I have not. No. Okay. Just no. We'll that make a note of that. I'm, yeah. trying to, I'm trying to help you live the best <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. We're always open to new places to go. Um, but yeah, on game days, we do a brunch. He takes a nap. Um, and then we do a pregame lunch that he usually takes with him and eats a little closer to game time. And that's either pasta. It could be pasta. It could be uh, like a grilled chicken. Um and sometimes it's his favorite, peanut butter, jelly, and banana. I just discovered the joys of peanut butter and honey. Oh, oh I love so that. Good. That's, yeah. good. That's, That's my good go-to. One. Peanut butter, for me, I peanut butter, you, banana, honey is yeah, my thing. Yeah, the three of them together. Yeah. I got I to gotta expand my horizon. For sure. <laughs> so, um, then, so he eats dinner after the game. Mm-hmm. There must be nights where... You either get a call or you don't get a call Mm -hmm. that I'm going out with my buddies after the game. Does that happen? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he first off, he's a guy and he can do anything he wants. But but (laughs) but my point is you've already cooked. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, my job, again, is to be available to him. So and it's not just him and his household. He has a team. You know, I wasn't the only one he brought um, from South Florida. So it's not like the food's going to go to waste. But certainly there are times. I mean, hell, there's times Crystal cooks for me and I show up (laughs) and and I've already snacked on something on the way home. Um, So, you know, it happens. But that's just scheduling. Um, How big is this team? How many people are, are there's a handful of us? What do they do? What are the functions? Um, well, one's a trainer, um, and, um, then there's some other people who handle logistics in his life. Dry cleaning, that kind of thing. Yeah. But I would assume dry cleaning is included in the logistics. Right, but someone who just runs errands (laughs) and... Yeah, he and has a personal assistant be like for a sure. Legal end of it too, but that doesn't have to be local. Anyway, I'm just curious. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. There's some yeah, vital. There's some sure vital there's, people in the camp. You always want to make sure if you can have a trainer, have a house manager, have an assistant, <laughs> have a chef, have a nanny. So Hassan has a nice little entourage around him. He's Are insulated well. Cooking for all of them, so it's not just him. Yeah. Oh. That's a whole different picture than I had. I wasn't thinking about that. I was very small-minded, <laughs> which is which is common mm-hmm. for me. Well, something, you know, it depends. You know, at the end of the day, Kiara is hired by Hassan, so that's her priority. If others are there, they can eat. But if they're out doing their job, then no, they're not yeah, eating. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> mean they're present for all meals. <laughs> but if there's a house full of people, when it's lunchtime or dinner time, then for sure they get the pleasure of eating my food. But so how do you know that? You don't want to bother him with who's coming for lunch. Well, uh, we communicate fairly well. You know, every so often if he says, hey, there's going to be people at the house, then oh, okay. we, we communicate that. So, so it's, it's, it's sprung on yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, no. We, we've been together for a couple of years now. So he we have an understanding. We know when to communicate when, and he knows what I need to know in order to perform well. And, you know, my job is to not just feed him, but also make 
him look good and we don't want to have guests at the house not eating (laughs) you know what i mean watching him eat so um you know we we communicate and if there's going to be guests and we take care of those guests and that's that's it that is great so do do you have time like who cooks for the two of you? I cook. I do, you all, the do all the cooking at home. There you go. She does. And how's she that? Does. It's amazing. I'm a good cook, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. I didn't. I didn't stop that. I'm just saying she's got to be fairly uh, particular, right? She knows what. She's she, actually not. She's the yeah. opposite. Oh, there you go. That's why. <laughs> but she she likes getting the same service that she puts out. Mm-hmm. So watching her, I know exactly what to do, and so I'll I'll do. She'll come home to gourmet. It just depends on what I'm in the mood for. For sure, she takes good care of me she cooks because she knows oftentimes I'm in the kitchen you know 12 hours a day breakfast lunch dinner like the last thing I want to do is come home and cook a fourth or fifth meal for the day well that's always got that's always impressed me about chefs in restaurants they go home and cook for their families afterwards some of Sometimes. them. Some do, yeah, I don't no, know many no, chefs no. that go home and cook. <laughs> oh, I do. I've, I've heard quite a bit. They go home and they'll they'll cook, yeah. or or they're. That's one reason Asian food is such a favorite mm-hmm. amongst Portland chefs is because there's so many later night Asian opportunities, right? Exactly. And you just take that out or go eat there and chill out yeah, without anybody bothering you. And we do a lot of eating out. Um, both here and in South Florida. So, and that's true. The Asian places are typically open a lot later. Um, well, so I always wondered why on the, my Facebook feeds and Instagram, chefs are always at the fa place and always. We are. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> I love it. Well, I always find that interesting because yeah. I, I like it, but they I. They cater to us, <laughs> they cater to our hours. <laughs> do you um, go to the Blazer games? Do you watch every game? Do you need to know what happens so that when he gets home, you're like, nice three point play? Nice. nice well, he, Hassan isn't shooting three pointers. <laughs> he but, shoots them every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> every once in a while. Every once in a while. He'll shock you for sure. Um, yeah, I definitely watch all the games. Um, I go to some games, but. Like we said earlier, he expects to eat. You know, I have to serve dinner after the game. So, um, you know, in an effort to try to not have to rush through cooking his meal and have it ready when he gets there. You know, I don't go to the game unless we've already determined he's going to go out to eat or we're all going to go out to eat after the game. Um, But but definitely I'm always watching the games, you know, unless we're traveling while they're playing and I can't catch it Um, always because not only, you know, is it matter whether they win or not like I'm invested in this guy like right. I want him to win I want him to be happy and that means that he has to be productive at, at his job so I'm a fan of his more so than anything so I, I, I want them to win does a playoff run benefit you financially no no it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter so he's gonna you're gonna be with him either way yeah are that so I've pretty I have years where I follow the Blazers more than others. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Nick fan from way back, but I haven't been able to be one, <laughs> so that's impossible. Good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I stopped. So I, uh, you know, I had my years where I really paid attention, and so I don't. Are the Blazers, in your mind, going to make the playoffs this year? Are they going to go far? I think they can. Um, you know, mathematically, there's still a chance, and I think how if, remote is it? I haven't looked at the standings for the last couple of weeks. I think as of yesterday, we were like four games behind. Ooh, um, that's tough. Yeah, not we really, whole though. Month, the whole month. If we're four games month behind and, and we have two, a month and a half right, left, month and a half. we got Dame coming back, we got Nurt coming back, um, I think that we could win out the month of April for sure. And if the teams in those slots ahead of us are losing simultaneously, there's still a chance. Um, and I don't bet against Damian Lillard. No. I, I, I don't Never do it. Never do that. <laughs> I don't do it. So, you know, I'm not going to say they're not making the playoffs until they don't make the playoffs. Right. Well, yeah. I think they have, the, yeah, the four games isn't a lot to make up. But the problem is you got everybody, they're all not going to just lose like that. So you don't play the well, game. The, the teams ahead of the, us have been on literally seven game Mi- losing Miami streaks. Heat, well, the Miami go. Heat is on yeah. a losing streak. Yeah, but they're, they're in, the East. in the East. But, um, okay. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies just napped at eight. They were the, in front of us, and they had like a seven or eight game losing streak. So if we do what keep we're supposed that, to do, keep that that's all we can do. Baby. For keep sure. That <laughs> exactly. So um, do you, I don't mean to put you on the spot, and you can absolutely not answer this question. <laughs> you got a favorite blazer like that you really think is the nicest guy? Besides Hassan Whiteside? Exactly. Besides, <laughs> besides him, and by the way, that's no slight to anybody else, but is, no. there, is there someone that you think, man, that, if people knew him, he's genuine, man. the guy you see on TV is that guy, or you don't see it, this guy's really nice. Yeah, I mean, I've in terms of who I've had time to spend time with, I've spent some time with Trevor. 
Um, and I think Trevor Rees is an incredible guy. Right away, you know, as we just had an, a preliminary conversation when he got to town. Um, recently, we had a lunch, a private lunch for all the Blazers. Uh, myself and Chef Lex and Chef Kenny, Chef Brandon, we did a private lunch for the players. And he was warm. He was excited. He was just really into everything. He enjoyed every component of the lunch. And he wanted to talk to us and interact and, you know, and, and talk about what we do. Um, and I find that to be incredibly genuine. He's not being He's just not talking for the sake of talking. Um, and he's a cool, very nice guy. So, you know, just in terms of who I've had to have conversations with, I've gotten the opportunity to talk to. Um, I'd say him. I've spent a little time talking to CJ. CJ's really cool, smart guy. Um, and same with Mello. In passing, we've kind of talked. Very warm, you I've know, heard genuine. That about him. I've heard he is one of the coolest yeah, people yeah, yeah, yeah. going, and even in New York, in, in the, with the spotlight on him. For a long time, he was gracious and humble. Well, you know, they say you are who you are and money just enhances that, you know. So if he was a good person or a good, cool human being, you know what I mean? It just gives him an opportunity to be more of that. Um, well, yeah, but that goes the other way, too. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I've seen it and I mentioned it when, um, you know, when we talked to Lex, same thing. If you've got someone who's got a propensity to be a narcissist or something, For sure. money, Yeah, I mean, Look, yeah. look, money, get, <laughs> money gets in the way. So, yeah. um, well, that's good. And it's a hard, it's not an easy place for you. It's not easy because you're dealing with people who get a lot of what they want when they want it. So I got to say this, though, because, um, you know, she got a chance to talk about CJ and, and, and Mello and the other, Ariza, but Hassan we got to drive that point home as well. Yeah. Is an incredibly nice guy. Mm-hmm. He is a really nice stand-up dude, just a good-spirited guy. Um, he's fun to be around. And he must be because you would not stop and make a point of that <laughs> had you not wanted to say it. And like so. you said earlier, you know, private chefing is more than private chefing. Like, we literally, especially when we were in my in South Florida, um, we spend sometimes 15, 16 hours a day together. And I'm in your home. And if I didn't like him as a person, I would have given this up a long time ago. Right. You, you have know? to have a vibe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there has to be some sort of, you know, connection and just warmth, you know. And he's a really cool cool, fun guy, and uh, he's a pleasure to work for. Let me ask you this, because I like these kind of things. <laughs> um, is there any, so, you know, there's a circle of players. Is there anybody that you've heard of who can't keep a chef in-house? Oh, not at the Blazers, but, but not, you know, is there a player? You don't have to name them, but is there a player that just is such an asshole that they can't keep a chef? They're over there conferring <laughs> on the side. I wasn't thinking about a player, but I was thinking about a, 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 a musician. Oh, well, that goes without saying. But, Do we need the Jeopardy music here? <laughs> no, but we, we won't disclose them. We yeah. Won't disclose. <laughs> no, I wasn't saying, I wasn't looking for a name. But, but yeah. Do you see, well, I well, guess yeah. the question should have yeah. been, do you see anybody who just keeps rolling through and never really oh. gets consistency with yeah. their private chef because yeah. they can't yeah. keep them. Yeah, for sure. And and I think that happens for a number of reasons. One, because people who have money have a tense, you know, propensity to just want new stuff all the time. Or they want what they want. They want what they want. They want to try something new. And, but they don't know what they want. They tell you one yeah. thing and you do it and then this isn't good enough. Right, right, right. So so yeah, I've seen I've seen one guy in particular with a, a nice rotation of chefs almost probably monthly. And that's a challenge. Uh, I would not want to be one of those chefs. Um, but but yeah, we've seen that with artists. We've seen it with, with uh, athletes um, and just some folks who aren't easy to get along with and they just can't keep good quality people. Um, so luckily, I haven't come across any of those folks in terms of my profession and what I do. Um, but yeah, certainly there are people out who can't keep, you know, who can't or won't or choose not to, you know, keep a steady chef for sure. So the two of you, what is uh, what makes you happiest together? <laughs> is it work? Do you want to go to the Caribbean and chill <laughs> yeah, out? I mean, we love we love traveling. We love figuring out how to scale and grow our businesses in a way where we have more free time. Um, we love giving back to the next generation. 
You know, I think it's so important as Kiara speaks that people know that she didn't just create this overnight. There's a practice and there's a research and there's a studying. And I think that when women in particular, especially as we celebrate Women's History Month, understand that you can do anything you want to do right now with practice, with care, with research um, and keeping a strong team around you. Uh, that's what we're about, making sure other people know that they can do this. We we have fun. We live a good life. I mean, it's food <laughs> and I get to talk about food. So it's just yeah. it's a good time. Yeah. And, and what I love about what I do is the opportunity to create opportunities. Um, and something that I love, you know, when we say, hey, I want to do an event, you know, at American Express or if they call and say, hey, we need to, you know, we need to feed 1500 people. Yeah, it's great for my business, you know, but ultimately that means I get to employ 20 or 30 people and not just put money in their pocket, but give them exposure and give and let them know, hey, there's something you can do. You know, and right now I got a team of people who are running my company that, you know, in South Florida who are doing events without me. Um, You know, we have events where I have easily 30, 40 people on staff. Um, and it's a great thing. You know, it's cool for your ego and all that stuff. But I love cutting checks <laughs> at the end of the day. I love giving people opportunities to work and, and, and create a new life for themselves. So, you know, it's it's fun to do that. And then at the same time, you know, I love to go to high schools or trade schools and find kids who are struggling, struggling with figuring out what they want to do with their life and say, come hang out in the kitchen. You know, if food is what you like, you know, let, here's an opportunity for you. And it's not traditional. You know, it's it's not that straight, hey, go to college, spend four years, get a degree. But if you're passionate about it, you can come and kick ass in this industry if it's what you want to do. So that's what I love about doing what I do is being able to say, hey, guys, you know, I tried college. It wasn't for me. But when I went to culinary school, I couldn't get enough of it because it was what I loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's an opportunity for you to do something you love and, and create a good life for yourself. We could go on forever. We really we could. We could go on for a long time, but <laughs> there's a, there, unfortunately, there's an end to this. Um, have you, just, I'm curious, so when you go, you're you're in the, the presence of people who need private chefs, mm-hmm. pretty cool people. Have you brought anybody along from your catering company in, in Miami who you thought, hey, I got someone who'd be perfect who'd like to travel. Have you created those opportunities for those people? Yeah, well, that's what we always try to do. Um, whenever there's an opportunity to, to give someone a job or, you know, find a client for them, definitely. Um, here in Portland, we haven't had the chance to do that yet um, because, uh, first off, having a private chef is not, you know, just something that people make an easy decision of. You know, it, it costs a little bit to have a personal chef on call all day, every day. Um, and it's an investment, you know, it's, and not just in money, but in time and looking and making sure, like we said, that it's a good fit. Um, but we definitely have chefs uh, ready to go, you know, who who can um, be a great addition to any household in terms of providing and caring and 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 taking care of their culinary needs. Good. Before I, w- I call one of those, I'm going to call you. <laughs> Come out to the coast and make that bully base yeah yes. no, no. I want that yeah that's a good or, one or, or something you're making because <laughs> so when I cook you know and what we love since we've been out here to Port and Portland is that because it's such a few of us you know like my family her family is still back in South Florida you know Hassan's family is really not here um, when we do holidays it's just us really it's, it's she and I and Hassan and, and the, you know the small team that he brought with him and I cook and she makes her sangrias and she does her desserts and you know it's it's a family vibe so you know we we enjoy keeping it tight like that and building continue to build our relationship you know here in Portland and everywhere we go well I so that we were talking we started out talking about the difference between a podcast and television mm-hmm. and what you have to do to prepare there is one little downside to podcast is that people listening to this aren't going to be able to see the googly eyes that Crystal has been making <laughs> at you. She just loves uh, she's eating up every word that you say. She's got some beautiful eyelashes and those are just... And those are natural eyelashes. Are they really? Those are the most natural well, long beautiful I, eyelashes. I noticed the important things. <laughs> so she, but you have been you're like, you, the look you have on your face when you're listening to Kiara yeah. speak is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm proud of her. Yes, you are. Yeah. And you're both proud of each other. Other, and I'm proud that on the podcast we get to have you come in. Yes, it's and been thank a real you. Tre- yeah. It's been a real treat. I hope yeah. you know you've been on a million podcasts. 
I hope this was one of the more this, pleasant experiences. This is good. First of all, I never get asked to come on the podcast with Kiara, yeah. so that was fun. So that makes it that makes it top of the list right there. Yeah. <laughs> but it was conversational. You know, we love talking about Hassan and and really just talking about the things that we've been able to do here in Portland. It's fun, you know, getting the chance to keep that conversation going. So. Yeah. Do you, he, do you think he's going to listen to this? I don't know if we have any plays I think he will. to this part, podcast. I think he will. He listens to a lot of things that Kiara has done, and he, he's in tune. So, yeah. yeah. Hi, Hassan. And Thank you. <laughs> Get the other guys to they listen. They got a lot of playing time. Um, so those guys, they do listen to quite a few things. And, and um, yeah, they listen to things on their plane rides. You know, they got a lot of hotel time on road trips and stuff like that. So for sure. Cool. Well, thanks for taking this time of to course. come in. Really appreciate it, and um, thank you for having us. Thank oh, you. Pleasure. Glad we got. We didn't get to spend any time the other night really talking a little bit. I know, but, um, but this made up for it. This is good. Yeah. The, well, I knew this was coming yeah. too. So, you know, there's that old adage: if, <laughs> if I knew, no, if I knew this was coming, I'd bake a cake or something or something <laughs> like that. Okay. You didn't bring. You didn't bring cake, but next time. Yes. yes. <laughs> so in the in the 2022 season, 2021, maybe. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chris. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at Food Podcast PDX or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. 